0: Everybody, Welcome to Sonic Talk episode 475. Hopefully, I've synchronized everything this week the Facebookies, the YouTube live stream, everybody. Uh, today, uh, this is Sonic Talk 475 recording live Wednesday, the 7th of December, as we head into the festivities. Although I'm not feeling all that festive just yet, it usually happens around the 14th or 15th for me. Uh, this is the podcast that's des- dedicated to music technology, recording, synthesizers, electronic music, software, uh, live production, all of those kind of things. So, do stay tuned. Uh, If that is something that you're interested in, even if it's not, you might enjoy yourself. I have heard of people who find it interesting, even though they have no interest in this kind of subject matter, because we have such great guests and witty banter. At least I'm told that. I'm obviously not saying that myself. So um, this is brought to you by Isotope. If you're interested in the Neutron uh, plug then please do stay tuned. There's a competition a little bit later, and if you entered already for last week, uh, you might find out whether you won or not. But in the meantime, let's get on to our guests. I'm going to start with Mr. Ty Unwin i just decided that because i saw the colors you it's looking quite tron there i don't know what that is above you it looks like like grid i suppose that's the grid of some form of uh, soundproofing
1: it's acoustic treatment yes it is there yes we hello
0: how are you Ty when of course composer very busy man uh also uh avid synth purchaser and collector and user i might add yes not
1: collector user user yes
0: okay Um, um, (laughs) distinction that's fine
1: (laughs) no i'm i'm good thank you i am actually feeling very festive oh i'm honest
0: is that because you have to just just do endless musical christmas musical type of i don't do
1: any christmas music at all at all but i've just got back my daughter's um, nativity play oh that's uh, nice I'm feeling all festive, and she was a star. I mean, I don't, I don't mean she was, you know, a star. I mean, she literally was a star, right. and um, you know, so
0: she shone brightly. So I, I, yeah. I find that hard to believe that you haven't got like a drawful full or more of different versions of sleigh bells just for the right kind of, you know, the right. I didn't say cue. that. Oh, I didn't say <laughs> that.
1: I, I do have multiple sleigh bell libraries just <laughs> in case, but. They, you know
0: they don't get used regularly put it like that i like sle- sleigh bells I, li- I like to use sleigh bells in place of uh, tambourines sometimes when i get the opportunity which isn't very often that you of heard I there guess. was mr rich hilton who's also with us this week uh, rich hilton of course on the road with Sheik, the traveling disco uh experts i think would be fair to say with Narl rogers oh, also yeah. often in the studio how are you rich are you well
2: i am thank you i'm very well and i don't have numerous sleigh bell libraries just the one yeah probably if i had to go looking (laughs) but that's why i was so amused and impressed by ty's massive sleigh bell library Library.
0: excellent well rich it's great to have you aboard i hope you've had a are you getting festive i guess your kids are probably not so young that they will be in nativities and what have you these days so you're not getting the same uh enforced christmas activity at such an early part of the the month right
2: well the Gifts just get more high-tech and expensive as the years progress it's not that fortunately they'll be here so that'll be great and uh um yeah there's you know there's technology now involved you know higher technology than video games um
0: Excellent. Well,
2: very much looking forward to it. Thank I'm you.
0: glad to hear that. I think I am too. Probably ultimately, uh, I'm not a Grinch. I do know people who are, though. I uh, also want to say hello to Mr. Gaz Williams. Uh, GazWilliams.me producer, bass player, music technologist. And uh, uh, as I'm sure everybody knows, last week we had a live uh, tumble with your kit, uh, <laughs> and unfortunately, uh, there's been a breakage. What was the casualty? <laughs>
3: And the casualty was the sledge, which now looks a bit like a tooth, you know a toothless drunk. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I, I sort of had had a bit of a scrap with uh, this microphone behind me in a bit of a tumble down. The best bit about it though was, uh, unbeknownst to you at the time, I actually had my in ear. Monitors on, which sort of my hair was so. You, so it didn't look like I had headphones on, but I did. And those in-ear monitors, they block out all outside noise, absolutely hundred percent. You'd like deaf to the world when you got them on. So when that thing happened, I wasn't aware of it. And it's like an almighty crash. I think it's about eight minutes in on last week's. It's about eight minutes in. And you and, like you, and you and Mark Tinley and Mark's like, "What's that?" And you're like, "Boom!" And I and it cuts to me, and I'm like, "What?" <laughs> <laughs> and, then I, and then I have a look and then see so yes oh, so I just thought code. I better explain that little bit there that yeah. the fact that my in ears were kind of making me Got uh, well, I'll start, I'm going to start off the
0: show this week because uh, I did make the circuit purchase. Uh, your circuit should be winging its way back to you. I think you're going to see Lee who's got it. So uh, if you could back up what's in it and send it to me, that would be great because now I've got my, uh, my very own circuit, which I've actually wow. now discovered that I can't do triplet timing, which is really irritating. Uh, not at the native tempo. You can do it if you go to 12s and then up the tempo by a third, and then it'll work. But I can't then sync it via MIDI clock to something that is running at the native tempo. So hopefully, firmware
3: update, maybe. You couldn't just step put the steps... No, you couldn't just change the steps in the thing. Yeah, it's tempo, isn't it? No, there's yeah. no native. You're right. Yeah. There's no native yeah.
0: way. That's the o- my only downside but at the moment. But yes, yeah, so I was talking to Ty before anyone came on, saying, "Yeah, and because it's got a speaker, I will obviously be taking it with me everywhere and composing masterpieces at the you know in downtime. Where have we heard that before? We, I'm sure we've done our various tales of the sort of stuff we used to lug around when on tour, <laughs> thinking we were going to be writing music in our spare time, but very rarely are. Anyway. So, uh, let's begin. Um, I'm just going to switch to here, and uh, let's start with this one. This is uh, a new, uh, another controller, so modular controller. This is an interesting idea, which has got these overlays, which I think, actually, so that's a fret overlay. There's pads overlay. I think there are three, basically. You get, that's sliders. USB... See what's going on there? It's called Joué, which is uh, French for play, I believe, or some derivative of that. Oh, That's keyboard. It looks a bit like the uh, um, Keith McMillan Cable Jouer Pro. Is an
3: expressive and modular MIDI controller that feels like a real instrument. It's an yeah. spoiled
0: when the voice comes instrument. in a little
3: bit. Simplifying digital
0: music oh,
3: and offering beginners and
0: like Tonix T cakes
3: a unique level of expressivity <laughs> and spontaneity. Jouer is made of materials such as wood and metal usually used for traditional instruments. Combined with the soft silicone modules, it offers an infinite playground for musicians. Modules can be exchanged on the fly thanks to their embedded memory. Jouer board will automatically detect new modules and will send MIDI data according to their configuration. The board is equipped with a high-sensitive pressure sensor, allowing use of natural gestures, such as vibrato and bending.
0: The jouet team is That's of that. Uh, interesting, yeah. though. I mean, we're getting there, aren't we? This this one looks, because we've seen very, there are various other modules. I like the idea that there's these kind of overlays. Uh, this is on Kickstarter, again, um, which seems to be the popular thing. And the bad news is it's not going to be around until next year. But they do seem to have... Uh, where have they got? They've got about a third of the way there. And they've got 40 days to go. When did it start? I don't, I don't know. It, uh, yeah, all, it's an all or nothing one. So if you're in, you're in if you're out, you know, that's it. Uh, I'll start with you guys because, you know, we, we do talk about controllers. I mean, we're still searching for that. Does this, does this have a, a, an ex- ah?
3: I don't know. I'm, this is painful, this one. I'm really struggling with this one. I mean, the first thing that it strikes me, though, is just how similar-looking it is to the Linstrument, you know, with yeah. the wood ends and stuff. It really is sort of remarkably similar to it. So I don't know how Roger would feel about it. But the thing of, Ooh, you know... They have to get so much right to make this work. You know, they say that the thing automatically recognises the, uh, the the overlays when you put it on there, and that how these overlays are going to interact with the software. This is just it, It's just only got USB on there, so it's only yeah. A computer. That's a shame. It's just like a computer controller. There's just so much to go wrong with it, I, and I just don't know what's going to. You know, the silicon on those strips. You know, just how durable is that going to be? How 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 responsive is it going to be after you've been using it for a bit? It just looks so many things that can go wrong with it, and uh, so I'm really dubious about it. But I do like the you know the creativity behind it. So, um, so I'm a bit am to- a bit torn about it. But I I would be very nervous about the longevity of it and what the support of it's going to be like and you well,
0: know i mean it's only going to be about i mean according to the kickstarter anyway it's uh, looks like it's about uh 260 to 280 euros so it's not you know it's not it's not like a thousand dollar instrument that is going to be a doorstop i mean it's still right. so really, it's a, oh look that, that a, one there looks like looks like looks like eggs doesn't it like egg yolks <laughs> looks like maybe there's some cooking going on in that one i know but so yeah it, i take your point i do take your it point.
3: it is going to be the cheapest way into that type of mpe control well i don't know
0: of. if it does mpe that's the thing uh, that's it's, g- it says so, it oh, does say thank, so. Goodness yeah. mm. thank goodness for that thank goodness for your research gas <laughs> I, I don't know Ty's looking <laughs> yeah. slightly less than impressed but i don't know i could be wrong it's hard to, you're so hard to Pocket. read you must be good at poker
1: I'm getting a name for myself now that everyone's just expecting rants.
0: Um, do you know, I... I, I yeah, I
1: think... I'm, I'm with Gaz on this one. I'm completely mixed about this. What I do love is the fact that there's all these little companies that are really trying to do something new, trying to push the boundaries in terms of controllers. Um, so I love that side of things. And also, I, you know, this could... This does actually look promising. My, my issue would be exactly the same as gaz is, which is the longevity of it in terms of the physical side of things more than anything else i think if they can get the software right it could be really useful it could be great i'm just i'm not a huge fan of anything that's got parts that are in bits of silicon, essentially, that, you know, kind of you're taking off, you're taking on, you're putting it, you're replacing it. After a few months of doing that, you know, you only need one to, you know... Well, lo- lose
0: one. I'm, I'm sure, you know, if that's going to stick around, yeah. you can probably replace them, you know, but just buy replacement ones and if there are other ones coming out, but...
1: But I think that's the problem. I think you're right, but I think it's a risk because with companies like this, and I wish I do wish them well and I, I really hope they do make a go of it, but you have to accept when you're going into these kind of purchases that the reality is this may be a company that doesn't make a second product or a third product or whatever. We don't know this. Yeah. And I you know, I would just it's a kind looks to me like the kind of control you could get really attached to and it could really work for you and then if you do break one or whatever or lose a bit or whatever, you come back in a year's time to maybe get a replacement and suddenly find yeah. that that's impossible. I, I, don't need to repl-
0: I need to replace those fried egg controllers. They are the ones for me, and they're the ones that wear out the fastest, et cetera. <laughs> yeah.
1: Well, they would be obviously with me, obviously. Yeah. Uh, but, you know.
0: yeah. um, so, I mean, in, in
1: terms of theoretically, I think it looks great. I think the problem I would have is the, the physicality of it. I would just be concerned about it. But yeah. if they can sort it out, you know, it could be great. I mean,
3: if, if they were going to do it in a gig, you know, you take that thing off, you put it in a pile of sick or something. Do you know oh. what I mean? It's just, they are going to get minging very quickly. Yeah, but quickly they're only so, you, you could know, probably you know, wash we'll them. A going into it or whatever else, you know, your doings. I don't
0: know. I, yeah, sorry. All right, Rich, what do you think? Let's hear from you. Are they, are they dishwasher safe? I, I would, if they're silicon, you could probably put them in the oven. You know, you may I mean, be able to use them actually the, as table yeah, mats great. as well.
2: Great light a fire with them. <laughs> um, well, obviously, we've not touched it. We don't know the durability. These are all really good points and really good considerations. And whether or not by having the thing relaying all the time is going to wear it out faster or whatever. I, address, I looked at this. That All that's really righteous and practical. I looked at this and thought to myself, well, as a guy who grew up playing instruments that are of a fixed variety, the guitar that I play has this many strings on it, the keyboard that I play has those keys arranged in a certain way. And now we have a a world where you can arrange things yourself. And not only that, you can freely rearrange those things. And what do I like about that? And what don't I like about that? Because it kind of shakes me out of a comfort zone. And I think what I like about it is that it kind of forces you not to rely on some sort of pre-developed technique that you have and tricks related to that technique and kind of forces you to be musical in new and different ways. And I think that's sort of always good. And so to that end, I applaud these guys and anybody else who wants to do this stuff, the rolly blocks or or whatever. It's just, uh, if it pushes people to make music in different ways and helps them to have fun with it, just because they never like studied oboe in school, it's not. It's fine. You know, it's all good to me. So um, I'm interested in this thing. I don't know anything about the longevity. It's a very, very good question. And, yeah. Uh, you know, the whole thing. It, it looks like fun, looks
0: like fun oh, though.
3: Those silicon overlays oh, are smart. They do have kind of. Oh, some, yeah.
0: Maybe you can't dishwash off. them. Yeah.
3: They
2: have technology. Watch out,
0: kids. Yeah, that, don't take our advice. <laughs> I
2: was joking, but, but uh, so, it looks like cool technology that you can do what they purport to be doing yeah yeah absolutely as soon as you lay this thing onto some sort of prefab surface it recognizes what it is and configures to that is pretty cool
0: yeah okay well uh like i say 38 days to go um what's there uh let's have a look uh we can just have a look there there's the uh the vid it's yeah uh, they haven't got a lot I mean, they've, they've got a decent number of backers, so people are obviously interested. And this goes back to, I think we talked about this last week, the last time there was a controller on, it's like there is a, there is a desire to get the controller that everybody's looking for the, the thing, isn't it? You know, the one, the one controller that they can connect with and will do what they need to do. So we'll, we'll, have, well to I see. have
1: to be honest. I have to be honest. I think that controller that we're all looking for, personally, I don't think is one like this. I don't think it's one... Uh, where it's you can design it within your own components and you can change it and you can. I don't think that is the be all and end all controller. I think someone will bring out a controller which is just one form factor and just works on every level. And ah. I don't think it's this way of doing it. That's personal opinion, but
0: yeah, oh, no, it's fair enough. Okay, uh, let's uh, let's move on to uh, oh yeah. When man, man first thought he'd like to make
3: his music electronically. Naturally <laughs> enough, he thought of a keyboard and it was reaction to just that kind of stone age thinking that led a rock musician to invent this It's the mixed marriage between a violin and a plastic drain pipe And it's a lot more subtle than And it's anything.
0: not at all phallic in any way well, Oh no
3: ride, glissando, You can bend notes
0: There's David Vorhaus, I believe
3: just with
0: your yeah. And I think Judith Hound has the hots for him that finger technique.
1: For the help of this little switch, it has a repeater action.
0: This controls the speed of the thing. I quite like this, actually. Mm. He is just a bit of a rock god, isn't he? It's amazing. He's
3: it's, uh, very fast chromatic runs. Uh, no problem. Whatsoever. He's very
0: laid back at the same time. Should have been a carry-on film. That's awesome. Uh, this was uh, going, doing the rounds on Facebook, and uh, it was a, for, I think it was a Tomorrow's World special, which is uh, in the UK. It's a programme of sort of forward-thinking technology. And in fact, there are lots of clips of people talking about the first samplers and, you know, synthesizers sort of throughout the history of that programme, and that was uh, presenter Judith Hahn, who was about as 80s, I think, late 70s, early 80s, it's possible to get in a TV presenter look uh, David Vorhaus with the colli- uh, Kaleidophon, which I believe you could he i've seen some other videos of him playing a more modern version and sort of doing guitar type stuff uh with uh sort of solo kind of things uh, and yes i just thought it was awesome i don't know ty i know you're a big fan of the uh, kaleidophon it, wasn't it the name of a kind of splinter studio that delia derbyshire and uh, and um oh what was, was
1: it, it? I and believe- with the white Voice projects
0: was it is that what it was I believe... Well, I said did, uh, Delia Derbyshire and Brian Hodgson moonlighted from the BBC to set up the Kaleidophon studio in 1969. Apparently. this Because I was trying to think... That's what kept coming up when I was searching for this. I was trying to find the origins of the instrument, and I think it might be named after that.
1: And was it called White Noise, the project that they did? They, they yeah. had a group that of them. Yeah, it was yeah. White Noise. Um, I remember this going out.
0: Were I remember this. Oh, yeah. Have you yeah, still yeah. got it on a Betamax tape somewhere? <laughs> um...
1: I used, to, yeah, I used to watch... I was a big Tomorrow's World yeah, me too. Uh, lover. I used to absolutely love it. Um, and I was blown away by it then. And, I mean, let's be honest about this. If someone released this as a product now and kind of fine-tuned it and, you know... The, the, you have to say, in this day and age, there would be a market for it. Yeah. There would. <laughs> there would be a market for it. And you, you then... I was actually watching the way he was using it, and you're thinking, so what year is this? This
0: was... Uh, seventy 70, 70 Yeah, I think, actually, that's a good Maybe point. Earlier. Maybe, Maybe earlier.
2: Maybe earlier, yeah. I think the early the white Noise album was earlier than that. Oh, yeah. Yes. Yeah. Was, yeah. Why not? 69. Yeah, yeah
3: 69.
0: Yeah.
1: So, so, but you, you think... So that's however long, 40-odd years ago. 40-odd years ago. And in terms of controller... Have have things really moved on that much away from drainpipe and some, Tape. you know, kind of?
0: Some carbon yeah, strip. Well, it was it was one voice per, per s <laughs> one one um, monologue mono voice per string, which just seemed kind of cool. Yeah. I just like, I really. Yeah. Guess I, I I well, actually, I'll come to you, Rich. I mean, as we know, the 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 whole BBC Radiophonic Workshops, we have a fondness for it in the UK that perhaps doesn't translate to the America, just purely because it wasn't happening there at the same time but this looks kind of cool i could imagine somebody doing something like this jordan rudess would play it
2: oh a number of people would play it's pretty cool uh, it's amazing that he cobbled this thing together and got good on it and it's kind of funny that that rocker switch he's got that so desperately wanted to be a momentary but instead is this rocker switch <laughs> it's Like it's, it's, all, yeah. it's all kind of kludgy and funky but he plays the heck out of it and i heard the white noise albums back then and knew this guy's name spent the whole first half of the video going what's this guy's name and um and i didn't realize that it had substantially been created on something that wasn't a keyboard and so this was kind of fun for me to connect the dots from something i'd heard 40 some odd years ago and uh you know what four ribbon controllers on a piece of drain pipe i've heard worse ideas in my lifetime so he yeah. seems to have a uh, pretty cool control of it. I don't know how he got the pitches to quantize back then. I'm trying to figure that out mm. is how did he get it so that it you run your finger up and down the thing and it's playing. There must have been, scale. there must have been quantizers
0: around, I guess. I mean, it must have been a fe you know, but maybe not. That's, well, a, good, that's, that's a good point. He does. He does. VCS- he
2: Three table. I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. Are you going to do that in a VCS three?
0: I'm is, not entirely is. sure. That's a good point. Um, you, yeah, oh, no, it's cool. Gaz, I, I'm just visioning you just walking off street and coming back with I've got one and you, you throwing the sort of shapes because I think it would I'll look good on you. Yeah. That, that with um, your analogue keys, you know? <laughs> analogue four, rather. Actually...
3: Um, so, uh, Go on. No, carry on, carry on Gaz. <laughs> uh, I've I played a gig with the white noise. Oh, wow. Did he have a Kaleidophon? About ten years ago. Disappointingly, he was just using a laptop, oh,
0: <laughs> as and they all like, do.
3: Like really into it, you know. And it was just like, oh no, Um But, uh, <laughs> but yeah, but yeah, that white noise, that first one, here come the fleas. That uh, is just amazing. It's so unbelievably ahead of its time. It still sounds. Uh, it's like the sound of trip hop. Some of it, you know, it's just incredible. It really is a mind blowing al- album. So. So what, so Rich, you're saying that you reckon he played that on the, on that. Some doesn't of it, sense, maybe it? Yeah. Well, it's called, yeah.
2: uh, uh, it sure it? looked like it. He, there was a point at the end of the video where they're rolling tape with some music that was vaguely familiar to me and he's jamming along. And I was like, really? Yeah. That's how he actually that... recorded that.
1: Awesome. <laughs> the best bit about that, the best bit about the end bit, which if, if you haven't watched it, you have to watch it is to watch, watch his pose because, I don't know whether you can but basically <laughs> this kind of this arm is like this and he's just playing with his left arm like that. Oh yeah. With his right arm. Just doing nothing.
0: Yeah, don't was, forget was, the sliding up, was, up and right. down as well. Yeah, not at all. Yeah.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Excellent. <laughs> like
0: I am so glad you took you took the uh, you took the job on there, uh Ty. Oh, sorry.
1: I was going to say anyone right. anyone that can play an instrument like that with your right arm doing an impression of a teapot at the same time is fantastic. Yeah, you know?
0: awesome. So. Uh, and uh, the white—you're right about the white noise album. I think I did an interview with Adrian Utley uh, a couple of years ago back at his studio, and we were talking about electronic music, and he was saying white noise was a really big influence. That and Silver Apples, you know, were big, but the white noise album, you know, cause, was, was just very influential. And in fact, um, I guess you know, Adrian being. Very, very influential on the sound of trip hop, certainly in Bristol. Anyway, so it all makes sense. But yes, it's just a f- another one of those fun BBC archive things. Um, let's uh, let's take a quick. Uh, oh, uh, yeah, let's take a quick break and have a message from our sponsors. This is Isotope's Neutron, which is the mix plugin which analyzes or can analyze the uh, track assistant, the kind of frequency content of your mix and make suggestions as to sort of places that you could clarify. It's actually really powerful. We've got individual processing change for music uh, track types that make suggestions of starting points for drums and uh, acoustic instruments, vocals, that kind of thing. And lots of analysis tools to help you decipher the mix because it you know, as we all know, mixing is difficult and sometimes being able to see what's wrong is easier than being able to hear what's wrong. Or what's right even. Neutron is available now uh, via Isotope, you just go to uh, isotope.com forward slash neutron and you'll be able to download a demo copy as with all of their stuff has a lot of the technology you'll find in their other plugins as well and their new DSP boffins have been working wonders. Isotope Neutral. We thank them for sponsoring the show and we also have uh, a winner from last week's competition. Uh, I would just like to say, in fact, this is the the very tweet which has got a lovely... uh, sort of Tron-like video there. This is from a guy called Herve got Cro- Gross, uh, whose tweet hashtag is, I don't know how on earth I pronounce that, Surisieri. Uh, so please do get in touch. Uh, he tweeted the hashtag, hashtag sounds better and Neutron's at SonicState and that isotope being with this lovely animated gif, which seems to be a theme, a popular theme that's, that's coming up more on the tweets and I'm quite happy to keep them coming. We've also got uh, a- another competition this week uh, where you can also win a copy of Isotope Neutron or... All you have to do is tweet the hashtag Mixmaster and the hashtag Neutron to at Sonic State and at Isotope Inc. So that's the hashtag Mixmaster, one word, and the hashtag Neutron, that's N-E-U-T-R-O-N, to at Sonic State and at Isotope Inc. That will enter you into the competition. We have a, a very scientific process for picking the random number uh, um, winner from all the people who've done that. So once again, we do thank... Uh, Isotope for sponsoring the show. And if you're listening on the uh, audio version of this, I'll just say that one more time. That's the hashtag Mixmaster and the hashtag Neutron to at SonicState and at Isotope Inc. You need to be on Twitter to be able to do this. Uh, I might add, but it's a very painless process. Um, so let's see, what's this one? Oh, yeah, hey, look. Everybody, put your hands in the air. The classic sound of the Sequential Circuits Pro 1, which was. Often used by uh, Mr. Vince Clark, especially for the Yazoo years. This is a demo by a guy called Edabot on YouTube. Sounds very authentic, actually. Oh, yeah, but it's the news that the uh, Yuhi Repro, which is a a, a software emulation of the classic Pro 1 synth, is now out. After quite a prolonged uh, beta testing, uh, they they wanted to get this right because they were going into sort of this deep sense of uh, analogue modelling, and they wanted to kind of get people to go, well, which filter do you like? If we put them all in, it's going to be really heavy on the DSP, so you decide what level of detail you want. Uh, So, yeah, it's the classic. It's also got additional... um, uh pla um Effects and uh, five built effects: wavefold, wavefolder, distortion, delay, chorus, EQ, resonator, reverb, sonic conditioner, dynamics processor, and a little sequencer uh, with two patterns, as the original had. Uh, but editable edit- with editable pitch, velocity, uh, note type, pause, etc. That's uh, around now. Uh, I think it's ninety-nine bucks, but it sounds good, and we know you—he stuff is pretty cracking, actually. So, uh, I think I did an interview with uh, Erz Heckman at Superbooth when he was talking in depth about the process of this kind of. Uh, m- um, circuit analog modeling in software it's, it's quite an, a fascinating read if that's the sort of thing that uh, floats your boat ty
1: got, have you got you, a pro he, one? Oh, yeah you here are one of the best and uh years ago i had a pro one and um yeah everything i've seen about this so far sounds like a pro one and and to be fair you know you, you are going to get it right they're the kind of company that they do take a long time. Um, To get things spot on and i mean it will be processor heavy all of their stuff is but you have to make that decision of unfortunately it's still a case of if you want to get you know the 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 best sound you do need that kind of processing and um yeah, I think it just sounds fantastic. I think they I mean, did go.
0: So, I think they did go some way actually with this to try and reduce that because they wanted the, the the beta processing, the beta testing process, and the alpha testing process was down to was kind of getting people to say how much I, do so, you want.
1: You're absolutely right. You're absolutely right. But I think it is still. I think it is all relative. Yeah, I, still, I guess that's true. Yeah, I still think that compared to a lot of other plugins, the UHe stuff really, it you know, it really does take quite a lot. But I mean, the the, I I think uh, the fact that they've made it monophonic and only monophonic, I think in the current day and age is, you know, that's a good move. Just purely authenticity side of things. I think it sounds great. I think it is great. I think it's ninety nine bucks. Yeah. (laughs) You know, you can't complain. It's going to it's fantastic. So, you know, it's, it's nice to actually see a company that take a genuine pride in trying to make things authentic um
0: you know, I think, kind of yeah things. i think they modeled i think they had a number of different versions of it because as, as yeah. i say that you know they've got a, what they would consider a gold master is what someone might not consider a gold master so that's something that's kind of interesting absolutely and, and i think but it's it's they they're kind of they don't just go for the
1: you know kind of the um, interface that looks the same it hasn't it isn't just a picture of a pro one with just a random
0: no that's you know, true
1: you know what I mean which which is the kind of stuff that I appreciate and I I like that so absolute complete thumbs up from me
0: cool I rich was the pro one big in the states because it really kind of took off here because it was the one of the first sort of affordable monos uh that made it from uh the sequentials kind of stable the rest were you know obviously much more expensive with being polyphonic and stuff
2: it certainly was with me I Uh, was really I loved it I was impressed by it uh that and what was it? The OB one, the Oberheim uh, SEM yeah. version of a single synth with a with a, like a playable mono synth. Um, they came out about the same time, and they had different wonderful presentations. I've been playing with this software for now a couple of months. I bought I bought it like the day I saw the first beta and started playing with it. And um, it's not only is it remarkably like what I remember a pro one to be, and I don't have one here to compare it to, but it does so much more and uh, has a, some kind of sequence or arpeggiator functions to it. It's got an effects section. That's really great. And it's not just your standard chorus flanger. It's got some cool, I don't know, wave slicing stuff and saturation stuff. And you start, Messing with that pulse width and adding some saturation and things start getting really nice.
0: (laughs) Yes, I I, I would like to add, I I think it did have quite a legendary pulse width, didn't I, by by, uh, all accounts? Sounds
2: freaking great. It sounds wonderful. I was here last (laughs) night. Before I saw today's topics, I was here playing with it last night because it's just fantastic. It really sounds great excellent well it's well worth
0: checking out and like, as ty says they uh, they they kind of put a lot of care and attention into it Gaz, i i, I don't know if it'll be ready for gadget because i think that seems to be your preferred vehicle for soft synths at the moment
3: right <laughs> yeah well i'm very impressed with how gadgets developing um yeah jason jervis who played at the first sonic state live he's had a pro one for a long time and it's always been this thing i've always been like ooh, interested in but i, I haven't try the software out but i the questions i've got a few questions about the pro one though um so two oscillators yeah uh Mm -hmm. both um so just can someone just give me a quick spin through what is the best you know a quick highlight of the best bits of a pro one
0: well, I, as far as I recall, uh, it was to do with the, sequ- the sequencer made it really powerful because it was able to, 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 to get that kind of machine-like stuff without having to have, have anything external. That was one thing. Obviously, uh, I'm guessing, did it have Curtis filters? I don't know what it had there. But, but maybe Rich or Ty can, uh, can take over at this
2: point. I don't know the I names, think... but the oscillators and the filters sound great.
1: Right. It had a, It had a real kind of fatness to it that at the time you there weren't that many of the japanese synths that were had that kind of real depth and kind of body to the to the the combination of the oscillator and the filter it definitely had a you could you could spot a pro one You're not it sound,
3: you, what could you? Pro
0: 1. it sounds like it had quite a kind of hot signal path into the filter as well by the sound of some of the sounds that i've heard
3: yeah it, it, what was it 79 it came out so what would have been its uh, rivals at the time then like a sh 9 or no
1: uh,
2: yeah, seventy nine sh one. Um, seventy nine. Was it that late? Wow. Okay. Yeah. I might be
3: wrong about that. I might be wrong about
2: that. I'm just gonna have to look it up now. I thought it was earlier than that. I'm I'm going uh, from memory though. Yeah.
1: <laughs> I don't think it was earlier. So no. You, so What's that? 1980, it? Nineteen
0: eighty. Well, Hold on. Nineteen eighty one uh, to nineteen eighty four. Let's have a look. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Bright. Wow. Okay. Let's see. I'm looking. Uh. I'm. 1981 to 1984, according to
2: Vintage Synth Explorer, right here.
0: 81? Yeah.
3: yeah. But it was, Which case, I knew- did the 600, the Prophet 600, come out bef- after that then?
1: It was 82, 80, was 82, 83, I think. Well, it had MIDI, so it was 83. Oh, yeah. It was a 100, right, right, yeah. yeah.
0: Yeah it's uh, we're we're starting to get top trumpy now aren't we it's uh, <laughs> anyway it's available now and it's always nice to have a new synth available from Yuhi, so uh good on them. uh right uh we got another topic coming up oh uh does anyone want to talk Motu, or should we talk about other stuff first because uh, the Motu stuff looks pretty cool uh just a quick mention of that that's the new uh eight, two, six, sorry 6624 uh, which has got USB 3, Thunderbolt and uh, AVB all connected into uh, one half rack. That, uh, so that's got 30, well 16 in, 16 out, but it's sort of got a bit of everything. That looks pretty cool. And also there's an 8A, which has got uh, just eight channels of analogue IO plus ADAP. Uh, uh, and Toslink, and that again has got USB three Thunderbolt and AVB, which I'm, I'm, I would really like to try one of those actually because I think the AVB thing looks quite interesting. If you could get like a network up together, it's just a question of whether you've got enough things that talk AVB to create this kind of network. I don't know, Rich. Have you had any uh, experience with the AVB thing? I know Motu's uh, a, a good American company that has a lot of stuff in studios over there, and lots of people use those interfaces live, right? And you you use one live, don't you? you use one on the road at least. Have-
2: I have. I, I don't use it all the time, but I have used one. And I really like their gear. And I really liked this product when I saw it. And the expandability aspects is really cool. I'm sure the converters sound fantastic. The clocking will be good. It'll be durable as can be. Um, I I think... It's a little pricey seven, for the base model, seven
0: nine five, I think. Yeah,
2: because it's only for the number of uh, gazintas and Gazatas you get on that box. It's a lot of money, and I think the reason for that is because it offers the modern connectivity options of USB C, um, Thunderbolt, and uh, the AVB stuff. I think, Thun- Thun-
0: as we said, Thunderbolt is a big license. It's a big part of the license you have to pay because mm.
2: it's a you know it's an extra extra cash. I see. Yeah, I, think. I see. That's what. That's because it just seems like a lot of money for that many ins and outs. But I'm sure it's a fantastic product. The add-on box looks great for one rack space. That's a whole lot of stuff with a couple of mic pre's and a couple of you know like a whole bunch of line ins, and uh, it's really quite nice. And I really like my Motu gear. I'm I'm soaking in it right now. I listen through it all the time. Right. Okay. uh, I like it a lot.
0: Yeah. Cool. I know, uh, guys. I know Robbie uses them live when he's out with Howard Jones and what have you. The main rig.
3: Yeah, and I'm a Motu user who is looking at his aging traveler now. Motu traveler, you know, I've been, I'm, I am in starting to look at, I'm in in the market now to, to replace that one. So, so I guess it's quite interesting because, uh, for my, you know, small studio here, that looks quite, quite cool. Um, gonna have to spend a lot on the Thunderbolt cable though. That's the only problem, isn't it? uh, Yeah, it doesn't come, it doesn't come (laughs) with it, does it? It's still, wow, it's crazy, crazy. Um, I think Rich is dead right. I mean, it is a little bit short on inputs and outputs uh, at the moment. Uh, I should add my uh, the one I'm leaning towards is the uh, Claret. The focus, right, Claret, because they've come down a bit in price now, and uh, they're a Thunderbolt. But They don't have this AVB, and they don't have a, a bunch of other things. But you know, I, you know, it, it does confuse me a little bit that it's it's offering these different ways of connecting um but why would you want all of those different ways of connecting i mean i can understand with the usb it's interesting that it works class compliant over usb so it does it means that it is you know you're able to use it with an ipad which is
0: uh all right
3: or or an iphone even you know so that's an attractive element with it um but uh, you know, it is a premium to pay for. As, you know, for both it, uh, with rich. Yeah, yeah.
0: Uh, you know, yeah. I know. I take your point. That might be that might be uh, a, an issue. To, 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 but yeah, if it's got a thunderbolt, I guess the thing is you can't manufacture loads of variants because it gets complicated. um you don't do you use RME. I can't remember what your interfacing is at your place. Uh,
1: yeah, I'm RME. I'm RME. But I used I used to be a big I used to be a big Moto user, and um, I think you kind of with Moto you pay for. There's a I always just. Dirty, very reliable you know what you're going to get you're not in for any great surprises and i say that in a positive way i don't say that in a negative way i mean i always my Motu stuff was so reliable and so on the money and it was you know it was it was great stuff and i mean this looks good and i think you're right though i think you're right nick that the moment you get thunderball involved you're going to be paying more money for it you you just are and uh, it's a sad state of affairs, but it's true. And um, it's slightly pricey, but it's not compared to what you. I don't know. Well, I don't think it has that, got a
0: bunch of uh, DSP on board as well. I mean, it does do yeah, you know mix so channels think, and all that think, kind of thing. I think.
1: Yeah, I don't think it's that excessive, and I think their software is re- really good. I mean, it's a good, it's a good, solid professional product. Personally, I've got, you know I've got a big RME Maddy rig, so it's you know it's not for me and. And when I do my travelling thing, I've got a whole load of other options. But um, this looks great. And I know Robbie will be excited because Robbie's a big, as you say, a big Motu user when it comes to live stuff. So I'm sure that he'll be um, looking at this. So, yeah. Yeah, great. Can't go
0: I, wrong with I this could thing. just imagine his live rig, <laughs> 800 quid's worth of, US, of, of Thunderbolt cables. So, sorry, yeah, Basically, I, uh,
3: You know, I, I, I was eagerly awaiting to see if they were going to do a new 828 uh, that was uh, – well, it seems, it, oh, well, sorry, a new Traveller, like a Traveller Mark IV. So that, uh, and I'm wondering if, if they will, any, or if this is essentially covers that kind of territory. Really. Oh, I don't know. Um, yeah.
2: Well, they but, have um, another line called Ultralight that covers some of the travel. I think it's more in tune with what the Traveller line used to be. Um, but also, I don't recall seeing anybody else releasing an interface that connects directly to USB-C. Which this does. In other words, if you have a brand new Mac Pro, let's say you wait yeah. for it, you yeah. could hook this thing straight into it and, you're, and go.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Oh, here we go. That's the Ultralight Mark III, which is probably what you're thinking
2: about, guys. No, there's a Mark IV now. Oh, is that? Oh, not only. Yeah, there's a brand new one It looks even better. I have a Mark III, and it's okay. great. Yeah. I love it. It's a Mark IV now. Ah, I can't yeah, the see that, thing though.
3: with the Traveller, though, the Traveller has things like word clock and AES and those kind of things uh, as well. So the Traveller, that it, it's got a, a slightly different thing. It's kind of got that professional interfacing as well. as. Uh, that's why it, it's slightly out on its own. It's not part of that Ultralight series. It's sort of its own thing cause, because of that thing. Uh, that's see. been quite useful to me over the years. So uh, that, uh, that's a bit of my chin stroke. Can I get away? Do you, ah, think yeah. that, that, do you think that that form of uh, communications dying out now? Or you know? yeah, I
0: don't know. That's a good question. But that, that I mean, yes, I, I haven't had any Motu stuff. For, I mean, I used to spec it on uh, when I was putting people's systems together because it was you get the uh, PCIe card, the PCI card, the 424, I think it was, or whatever it was called, and it had you know two, two or three slots on it, and you could just hang up to three big IO sets on it, and it was you know it it ruled the right. roost for a long time for mixing rigs and, and what have you.
2: I would point out that when I recently was testing a clock that somebody sent me, I went like rooting around for cables to use. And ultimately, I wasn't ending up with like BNC connections or anything. You can do it digitally. You can uh, control the clock over digital. So since the Traveler, there have become now that may be your preferred way of working and that's fine. But since the Traveler was developed, there have become other ways of creating right. that same environment yeah. that don't involve a BNC cable.
0: I think you could do it. You could do it with AVB. You do it all sorts of ways. Anyway, right. uh, yeah. but anyway, right. Uh, let's move on to. Uh, oh, Gaz, did uh, did Cubase nine uh, drop? Did I see that? Yes. Has it actually been announced?
3: Yeah, it's been announced today. It's uh, uh, and I've got it installed. I've got it in front of me. And uh, interesting. Yeah, it's some very very cool new features. Uh, some things some people will probably laugh at because. Um, you know, one of the main things is the fact that you can have the mixer view across the bottom half of the screen, which, uh, you know, Logic changed to that format many years ago. Um, but it's not just that. It's, it, it, you know, Reaper, many of them do this uh, split screen thing, but Cubase does that now. But it's quite elegant, the, the way that they've done it. Um, and I think one of the most interesting and exciting uh, features that I've seen so far is the new sampler track.
0: Oh uh, like, yeah, that's that's here. Yeah,
3: yeah. This does look really, really cool because this allows you to sort of essentially grab any audio from well from anywhere really, but certainly from directly within your project, and then you can just uh, essentially create a new sampler track out of any of your audio straight away. Um, to, uh, so, so. Then, once it's a sampler track, it, it you know your MIDI keyboard straight away starts playing that uh that little you know oh, that's that's that's
0: handy for workflow, audio. I'd imagine. Yeah, wow, that's cool. Mm,
3: and and then what you can do then is a lot of sample editing, and there's a very nifty thing then you can just export it straight then to Groove Agent or Halion as well. So, if you want to build it into uh you know, fantastic way of making uh you know, of getting a load of samples together to use on a on a sixteen pad grid control. Oh uh, um, yeah, that's neat. Yeah, so uh, and they've put so many filters and all sorts of stuff into it, and into this. Uh, and then so it's quite nice as well because uh, this bottom part of the screen, like i mentioned, mentioning, that the mixer can go into can become the sample editor for the sample track uh, just by clicking on the audio. So it's a work. It's definitely a big workflow thing. Um, oh.
0: Yeah, I'm just seeing a mix console history. So you can basically just save mixes that throughout that looks kind of
3: neat. Huge. Yeah. So that's a that's a separate undo and redo history specifically to the mix engine. Something that's that's always been a little bit strange within Cubase, but completely understand it. Any change whatever to any mix, the VST aspect of if you will has, has never been has never been part of the undo uh history so sometimes you've actually you know you can make a mistake an accidental thing and um and you messed your mix up and you can't put it back because the undo doesn't work well it does now because you can undo just through mix things without affecting what edits you've got going on in the arrange page so i think that's a dead clever and well yeah i'm gonna <laughs> you know like, oh i've just lent across all my faders on my fader bank <laughs> I just messed my mix up or oh, pulled
0: your headphones across the yeah the, or whatever yeah <laughs> had some kind of random yeah no i can understand yeah. why you might
3: those things may happen
0: <laughs> no that's cool. well i think we're gonna hopefully we'll have a little feature on that at some point with gaz in the future but yeah it's kind of cool i don't know does any of this apply because you do you work in new endo ty yeah. Yeah, my main my main
1: rig is Nuendo, but my traveling system is Cubase. So, um, so yeah, I'll be I'll be buying this tonight. I mean, I have to say, I'm a, yeah, Cubase, and Nuendo, in my world really. I've used all the others. I, I used to be quite proficient in all of them, and um, now you'll I be use able to. Them. You'll be able
0: to use that uh, that sampler track in that your next uh, Sonic Live performance.
1: Well, <laughs> 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 yes, basically. <laughs> if ever there is one, let's hope not. Um, but the the sampler, the the sampler bit, you know, I, I think people need to understand because, I mean, I've seen a few things in the forum where people going, yeah, I use contact or I use... It's not like a traditional sampler. It's just literally drag, drop, that now is an instrument. I mean, it's it's, it's right. a very clever, way of It's a bit quick of a grab, right, OK. And so um, it's... It's, not, it's not meant to replace contact or, or, you know, kind of simpler or any of Sorry, that. Sorry, Rich. It's,
2: well, if I understand that correctly, then that's what Structure was doing like ten years ago. In other words, Avid had a, a sampler called Structure that you could basically just grab a piece of audio on your page, drag it in there, and it's a sampler. Yeah. Off you go. Yeah. I'm sure. But are- this kind of dovetails nicely into another topic we were talking about uh, on the list. Was that the uh, Time Shaper, by any chance? It is, indeed. I will play Let's the video. Let's talk vi- about taking samples out of your music and doing wacky, amazing things very easily and quickly with them. All <laughs> I right, then. Real- I, I, I will. It. Let me play that video now. Thanks for the intro. <laughs>
0: Go. I'll play the What's that? What's that you got, Ty? There is that. Have you been memed into a synth Oh, that's the What's that is synth meming at the speed of light. It says I'm a teapot. Whoop. <laughs> well, you did say that to be fair.
1: That okay.
3: world is now over.
0: That's, that's the, the synth moon group, meme group, uh, strikes again. Um, anyway, cable guys, uh, this is uh, the uh, time shaper, which is is a kind of. A, I mean, it is, it's similar in many ways to so there's the BT stutter edit type of thing, but this sort of seems to present those kind of features in a in a, in a different way, which seems to make sort of visual sense. And uh, Rich, you were saying that you kind of you, you dug this,
2: so uh, you go first. I was really impressed with the breadth of things this thing made easy to do, including grabbing samples from here and replacing them to there. And, and you could, they basically started with boom, boom, cha-ba-chack. and next thing you know, there's all this incredible stuff happening with you know tape stops in the middle of it. And it's just remarkable the sheer number of processing things you can do in a nice little tightly organized rhythmic interface space.
0: Yeah, I, like, I I must admit, I, I, I did like the look of that. And I think that because those sort of things, are, those deck effects are actually really, really hard to do any other way than printing something to vinyl, putting it on a t- turntable, doing, you know, I mean, you could sort of do it, but you can't ever quite get it right.
2: I, I used to be able to do something very close to that with Pitch and Time uh, Serato's once right. great software before they became Whole Hog DJ Company. But. Um, but uh, you, I was that was only one of their very, very cool algorithms. There were a whole pitch, pitch and speed-changing things that happen within the context of your uh, two-bar or four-bar loop. It was, it, well, I think I'm buying this thing.
0: Yeah, I mean, it's 39 bucks, I think, something like that. Yeah, yeah $44. I, I'm, yeah, uh, 44. Ty, I, I'm not yeah. sure this is necessarily something you might use in your everyday uh, musical drama cues, but, you know.
1: I've bought it. Oh, I've have you? I've bought it bought it last week. they, They were doing an offer when it got announced. And you could buy it with I've never I've never even come across this company to be fair. And um they did a bundle where you could basically buy everything that they did for some ridiculous price. Including this Oh yeah I've seen that. And I mean I literally I heard one demo of each of their things thought my god this is i mean bargain of a lifetime i mean it's ridiculous and this thing's look looks great exactly like exactly like rich said i i because of work i haven't had a chance to actually try it out yet but um it looks fantastic i mean but yeah i mean i i heard this skip through it and you're right it does a lot of things that other we've got other things that do it in a slight different way but this just looks so simple and the interface it's such an obvious way of um, displaying things, and you, you kind of know what's going on, uh, which a lot of these things you kind of don't. It's all a bit—it's um, a bit more difficult to actually translate visually. So, absolute no-brainer for whatever it is, thirty-nine books or whatever it is—I can't remember—but fantastic.
2: So, yeah, thirty-nine
0: euros, yeah. Gaz, yeah, you got any uses for this kind of thing? Mm,
3: didn't really float my boat particularly, just because. Um, I think it's to do with the interface. I think I would much prefer it if it was an iPad app, then I'd be really into it. I think it would be, I just, yeah, I don't know. It uh, I've been doing quite a bit of stuff with um, Identity on the iPad. Um, there's iPulsaris and Identity. I can't actually remember which one it is now, um, but you could do four waveforms and you can do some brilliant time skipping things over them and doing it with your fingers it just feels really cool so i suppose this when i was watching it i was thinking ah, oh, okay but i do you know what though i didn't look at the price when you look at the price then it's a whole different kettle of fish yeah thing. i think the, bund- the, bund- like-
0: the bundle is like 169 euros for everything they do which is mm-hmm. got a okay. curve two filter it, shaper yeah. filter core time shaper volume shaper pan shaper mm. width shaper and midi shaper so it's I- good
1: stuff it's Quality, creative stuff.
0: Okay. All right. Well, cool. well, well worth checking out, but uh, this was just an interesting thing. And the demo kind of go, oh, that's neat. And it runs uh, inside a host, I believe. So jolly good stuff. Right. Uh, I think, um, I think we're kind of nearly there, to be honest. I was Poly- got... Polyvox. Sorry. Oh yes, Polyvox. Yeah, the Polyvox. I, I didn't have it in the topic list, but the Polyvox limited edition has come out, hasn't it? They, uh, they remade it in a sort of slightly new uh, situation. And, Obviously, upped the build quality because the original Polyvox was kind of made from weird, uh, cheap plastic and kind of just generally, you know, as it was an odd construction quality with sort of like rice-based plastic or something. It was really unusual. So uh, I should probably have a quick look at that. But the new one is now available for pre. Uh, is it a pre-order or you can buy it? I mean, it's limited edition and it's not the not the cheapest synthesizer. Let's let's say Polyvox. come to me at the end. Let's have a look, Polyvox. Uh, I can't. Yeah, I'm trying to find the the thing on that. Um, does that mean you're not getting it then, Ty? Or have you got one? I mean, no. It's,
1: it's it's this this has made me. Oh, okay. This is my rant. This has made me more angry about a business plan than I think I've ever got. I've never been as annoyed about as ever about a product <laughs> launch as this. And the reason is, quite simply, uh, I've had my eye on this for some time. And uh, because, you know, they're great Since Oh, here we go. That's
0: what it looks they, like. They
1: were different. They're, I've, I've, only ever, I've only ever doodled on one once. And um, it's, they're different. It's a, they're, they're different. There's a raw kind of sound to them. And when they announced this, I thought, yep, yeah, this looks interesting. Keep my eye on this. And all the way along the line... I've kept my eyes thinking, yep, yeah, great. And you know, how much is it going to be? And you know, everyone within their right mind thought it was going to be around the two to two and a half k mark. And I'm sitting there going, yep, yeah, two to two and a half k, absolutely fine. I'll go with that, fantastic. Yeah. And then they've launched. Um, they've launched. I don't. I can I don't even know what they do. They're kind of trying to copy eBay, but um, in that. People are thinking that you put in your bid, there's 100 available, you put in your bid for $1,850 and you've got your synth for $850. No, 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 you haven't. This is an auction. You have your bid of $1,850 and anyone can come in and outbid you Oh, minimum
0: bid, right, yes. I see, gosh, yeah.
1: If you want to buy it outright, in other words, you want to get in touch and guarantee that uh, you're going to purchase one of these things, you have to give them. Are you sitting down? four thousand dollars whoa boycott boycott boo 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 wow that's four thousand dollars now you could turn around about with someone like me because i'm sitting there you know i'm very fortunate i've you know i I was going to buy one of these things and there's one simple reason that i'm not going to buy one i'm not in any way going to give a single penny to these criminals and it's simply the fact that they're encouraging Collectors, they're encouraging isn't this is nothing to do about getting their synths out to the people. This yeah. is nothing to do with people buying these as instruments. These are all gonna get bought up by people who just collect them, stick them on a shelf, and they gather dust. But they can go, Hey, I've got one of new polyvox. Well, you because that is not how you do business. OK, I, I've said this before. I hope that they fail miserably. They won't, but I hope they do. I hope they get their comeuppance because this is pure out and out greed from the very first to the very last. This is greed because I it in a, a bottom bid as eighteen hundred and fifty pounds. What they're basically saying is if you won't we, get if it. You give us- 1850 pounds yeah. this is the minimum that we will make a profit we will make a, a go of this if we make 150 pounds but you know that the it's all they're all going to go way above that and you know that there are going to be plenty of people who would stick down the four thousand. so everything from 1850 to four thousand dollars is pure out and out greed it's greed yeah. now think about an auction sorry I, this is really sorry the 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 thing about the auction is the fact that you have auctions with things that have an undefinable indefinable price or aren't available anymore are totally unique of about things that are very special in a you can't put a price on it therefore the price that you pay is worth whatever you're willing to pay with something like this this is they have manufacturing costs they have component costs they have all of this This is just a standard price. They know how much it costs to make these synths, and they know how much their markup is going to to be on it. This is not something you have an auction with. They have a set price that they know what is reasonable and what is not reasonable. This is greed, greed, greed and greed. I really want one of these synths, but I will not give a penny to this company. And I hope that other people who are actually musicians and have a real heart in this industry, they don't give a penny to these thieving gits either.
0: Right. Yeah that's i know it's, it's because i mean when you have an auction it's like yeah you can you could bid oh, right. or you could guarantee to buy it at this price i mean why don't just say they're four grand each and that's that you know i mean you know at Absolute. least they, you know that's fine well it's not fine it's expensive but if you can sell them great but yeah, yeah. that's still four hundred thousand dollars it's just wrong
1: on every level it's just so so wrong and i really want this synth i really do but i'm literally on principle i will not give them a penny
0: no, well, I think that's fair enough. Yeah. Whew. Well, I'm we glad did. you got that. I'm glad you got that off your chest. And I, I, yeah. I do, I do. You know, I definitely do concur. I think that is. I, yeah. I think it does seem a little bit of a of a just not quite the right way of going about things. It doesn't. It doesn't. I mean, the guy, the guy may well be the original designer may well be. You know, feeling like he needs to make some money back on his IP or whatever, and that's fine. But then price accordingly. Don't do that. It just seems a little bit of a of a weird way around. But anyway. It's-
1: but anyway, sorry. Thank you. For, thank you for letting me just have that run. You're, You're welcome. You're welcome, know.
0: guys. Uh, sorry, Ty.
3: Well, so what would what would a Polyvox sell for now? Just a, a, a three hundred dollars. Three hundred dollars.
0: No,
1: <laughs> it's <fair>. I'm absolutely <laughs> honest. No, no. It seems that you can get them for between, but it's about between three three hundred dollars for a, a not very good Nick one, or about a thousand dollars for one in a decent Nick. If you go directly to you know kind of uh, to russia you can get them Whoa. for really but and don't get me wrong i'm not saying that this isn't going to be better they're, they're assuring us that the you know kind of that the components in it are authentic that you know the build quality blah 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 blah, blah. i i get all of that and the reality is, though, what made the Polyvox so great was actually the components really weren't that good because this was a world that this wasn't the Western world. So what made them so special was they weren't the best components. They weren't the most expensive components. So it was never going to be a high-end synth. That wasn't the nature of the beast. And I just, I just think that by trying to suddenly go, we're just going to stick a random figure of $4,000 on, which people will pay, collectors will pay, i'm he's, trying to find just,
0: one i can't find yeah. one at the moment but
1: yeah, it's just wrong. yeah. Okay. If, if you've got a thousand if you've got a thousand to, to spend you should be able to get a half decent polyvox but obviously without midi and yeah and so do you reckon have...
3: it's you reckon it's a very cynical ploy then looking at the kind of upswinging sort of vintage collectors and all that kind of Com- thing and just just like it's what happened Com- with guitars really and uh
0: well, it yeah. seems a bit blat- more blatant than that.
3: I don't want to. I don't
0: want to. I don't want to go on about this because I think we're we're probably nearing the end of the show. It'd be nice to sort of, you know, <laughs> yeah, just right. relax right. and and uh, uh, breathe, everybody. There we are. So, well, that I. I and in fact, on that uh, on that pause, it probably is time to uh, head off into the sunset or head off into – Oh well, I won't be able heading off into Bath because. Um, The Christmas market means that it's impossible almost to get anywhere in Bath because there's there's usually about 50 or 60 coaches of uh, shoppers (laughs) buying uh, wooden ties and uh, cheese on pieces of slate, that sort of stuff, which is, you know, it's good, all good stuff, I guess, but don't bother going into the city centre of this this city, that's for sure. So anyway, I (laughs) want to say thank you very much. Rich Hilton, thank you very much for joining us this week. It's been a pleasure (laughs) to have you, as ever,
2: a pleasure to have been had. Thank you.
0: Are I you <laughs> are fun. you are you off <laughs> off to the studio now for more uh,
2: more music making and merrymaking? I'm actually working right here in this chair today, and then tonight I am going to see. This is esoteric, folks. Uh, Chick Corea and John McLaughlin played duets. Whoa! Wow. Okay. Whoa. Nice. Wow.
3: <laughs> Get it. Wow. Excellent.
2: Wow, well, I right? hope you
0: ha- hope you have a lovely yeah. time, Rich. That sounds uh, like I'm a lovely. Looking
2: forward to it. Yeah, I'm excited.
0: Yeah, Excellent. And uh, Mr. Ty Unwin, uh thank you very much for joining us once again. Thanks to your family for giving up the rest of their broadband so that we can uh, <laughs> we could talk uh, to you. Th-
1: thank you. And someone else by the way just posted something on the forum basically just saying check out Erica Synths because they make a kind of poly if you want to get into the Polyvox world um but on a decent <laughs> price. They make the Erica Synths make a great modular which essentially recreates a, a Polyvox and sounds amazing. So yeah, yeah check out
0: there are but a few sorry, aren't there you? thank
1: you so much uh it's always been great as ever
0: thank you very much ty it's a pleasure to have you uh and almost also mr gaz williams thank you for joining us too uh i hope you have a great rest of your week and all of those good things
3: yeah, well i've just been sent an enormous list of songs for the we've got this big um say the pop dungeon this project it's my one of my main things at the moment, uh, the Charlotte Church Pop Dungeon, we've got a big Christmas show coming up, and I've just been set the, the Pop Dungeon, is my main things at the moment, uh, the Charlotte Church Pop Dungeon, oh. we've, got a big, oh. we've got a big thing that's uh, been set at the... excuse What's me. Happening? What's uh, happening?
0: Uh, it's me, it's my fault. It's gone.
3: Oh!
0: To, 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 I was just seeing if I could stop the Facebook stream so we could carry on, but I can't figure out a way to do it. I'm okay. sorry about that. Uh,
3: so, I, I've just been set the list of songs to learn, and there's some hilarious choices there so i've got uh i've got a lot of fun uh just to delve into that load of songs now because i've got a couple of days to learn 20 songs
0: <laughs> wow are they christmassy
3: yeah well yeah half of them yeah so uh but there's a lot of one of the things about pop dungeon is is about is is to take people by surprise that's really a big part of it and uh, it, there's some amazing things coming for this one <laughs> so yeah um, that's so i'm quite excited about that that's yeah so yes so thank you for letting me be on the show again
0: <laughs> you're <laughs> welcome evening. thank you very much and that's it for this week thank you for joining us everybody thanks to our uh fulsome chat room we nearly hit 400 live viewers today which is a pretty good number for us so uh thank you one and all for sticking around uh, there will be i think another show before christmas i haven't f- figured out the dates yet but just to remind you if you want to enter the competition to win isotope neuron neutron even uh Tweet the hashtag Mixmaster and the hashtag Neutron to at Sonic State and at Isotope Inc. That's the hashtag Mixmaster one word, and the hashtag Neutron to at Sonic State and at Isotope Inc. You'll be entered into the competition and you might get a little gift um, coming at you before. And yes, there will be a review of the System 8 up when i get the opportunity i'll try and get it done before christmas uh, we'll see so uh that's it for this week thank you very much everybody see you next time